Welcome to the Action Only Podcast with me, your boy, Jalal Wilson. And today, I got a show for you. And I'll be honest, I wasn't even going to do this show today. Why? We're going to talk today about the creator's journey. Because I think it's important that we have these conversations about the creator's journey. Everybody, we talk about, you know, all the ups, but we don't talk about overcoming some of the downs that you experience as you go on your creator's journey. Because what we see on social media is always people's highlights, not what it looks like sometimes when things aren't going as we had hoped on our journey as a creator so I wanted to talk about that because that's kind of something that's been on my mind lately and but I'm going to go back we're gonna go back back in the time because I think it's important to not just start here but start kind of you know not really at the beginning but just we're gonna start with my move to South Carolina and we're gonna pick up on pieces of it so as you may know I moved from South Carolina I mean moved to South Carolina from Seattle Washington a year ago a little over a year ago so I am at my one year of being in South Carolina and I'm actually going to write a blog post on this on, uh, at jalalwilson.com. If you haven't been to jalalwilson.com, what are you waiting for? I write blog posts and also recaps to every episode that I have, um, uh, to the episodes that I have on the podcast. So you need to check that out. But anyway, so I moved here from Seattle, Washington almost a year ago. I mean, a year ago. And what I did during that time period was I gave myself a year to get my journey as a take it to take myself to the next level on my creative journey. And it's tough to talk about, but reflecting on the year, things did not go exactly how I thought they would go. And I thought to myself, I'm going to give you a couple of things that came along on my unexpected, that came to me unexpectedly. One of the things on my creative journey, so part of it is we have our social medias. Our social medias are kind of like, you know, where our audience is. Well, in June of last year 2022 somebody decided to hack my Facebook, Instagram all I got I got two Instagrams so they decided to hack both of them and my Facebook. I was able to get my Instagram back, Instagrams back, but not my Facebook. Now you're like, you might be thinking, well, man, at least you got your Instagrams back. Yeah, but I really wasn't a content creator on Instagram, at least not that often. I was mainly 
creating content on Facebook. Well, it took, well, after about a month or two, of I kept trying, I kept trying to get my Facebook account back, but I couldn't. It just, whatever these people who hacked it, they put a um, third-party authenticator on their phone. So anytime I was able to send in my ID to Facebook and get them to give me a link to let me back in, when I got to the third-party authenticator part, I couldn't do anything. So I'm at the point where I lost my biggest audience. And when you lose your biggest audience, you have to find a way to pivot. And I did not have an exact way to pivot during that time. I was thinking about it, but that was my audience. That was my audience. I wasn't ready, you know, to lose that audience. So after about a week... I started, you know, I'd start telling myself, you know what, I just, I got to figure this out. So I started creating content on TikTok. And then I started creating content on Instagram. And I was enjoying the process of doing both of those. And before you know it, I wasn't really tripping about the fact that I didn't have my Facebook anymore. It was kind of like, okay, this is what it is. But I still got to figure out how to create this content anyway. So I was just doing it. And it was cool. It ended up taking me about six months to get my Facebook back. So for I didn't get it back until December of 2022. And mind you, I lost it in June, early June. So six months it took me to get it back. But during that time period, that was a, for me, it felt like the biggest L. Like, it felt like, you know, I'm never going to be able to reach anyone when I got to I'm basically like starting over from scratch, trying to build a new audience on a platform I rarely use when it came to Instagram and trying to do my thing on TikTok. And it was just like, man, this is crazy. But looking back, one of the things I realized on the creator's journey is you're going to have these peaks and then you're going to have these valleys. And for me, that was a valley. Like I was in the valley. Just imagine being in a desert. You're crawling. You ain't got no water. And you're just in this valley. And you, you know, you look up and you're hoping to see dry land. I mean, not dry land. You're hoping to see water so you can get a drink and that'll motivate you to keep going. I didn't see much water during that time period. I just kept seeing dry land because what I was doing was I was putting out, I'm I'm putting myself out there, but my content, it just wasn't hitting for some reason, right? So I took the time to start learning more about myself. So I'm like, you know what? I don't know what's going on with me, but the content's not hitting the way I thought it would hit. And so I started learning more about myself. And then the more I learned about myself, the more I started 
diving into things that I needed to work on. And the more I started diving into those things that I needed to work on, I started seeing different things. And so during that process, I ended up going on a 13 hour walk. And that was just something I decided to do one day randomly. And actually, I got a podcast episode on that. So you go back and listen to that. But it was just a 13 hour walk. I've never walked that long in my life. And I'm not sure I will walk that long in my life again. But I did. That was one of the things that came out of that that time period. I was challenging myself in different ways. I wasn't distracted by the fact that I had this following that, you know, I had to make these things for to impress and all that stuff. I wasn't feeling like that, right? So I was leaning into that and I was like, man, I'm learning so much about myself. I made, I met some new friends. I made some uh, connections. So I told myself, you know what? I've got to have an outlet. If I can't use the social medias the way I was, I need to, I want to write. So what did I, what I did was I started a newsletter and I hit up all the people that I knew well, not all the people that I knew, but my friends and family, you know, I hit them up. It was like a few of my friends. It was, to be honest, friends and family it was about 60 people because I wasn't confident in my ability to write a newsletter. So I hit up these 60 people and I asked them for their email address. And I started sending out a newsletter. The first newsletter I sent out, typos. Like, typos like typos all over the newsletter it was crazy and you know it was i was getting feedback it was like yeah the newsletter was good but man you got all these typos and so you know i was like dang man see this washington started the newsletter because look as soon as i start something i realized i still got some work to do on my writing but i said you know what i'm gonna keep at this i'm gonna just see if i can consistently keep putting out this newsletter so the next week came and boom, more, more errors, more errors in my writing. And I'm like, good Lord, people are once again, same type of compliment, same type of compliments. Hey, yeah, man, you, uh, this newsletter was great, but you know what? You got to, you still got some typos. I'm like, oh, gosh. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe I don't know about this newsletter thing. And then I had a friend hit me up. Um, her name was Key. And she said, you know what? I am going to volunteer my time to be an editor for you, for your newsletter. And I was like, yes, yes. She. Um, so what I did was, you know, I started sending her my newsletter every week. And she would... Um, just go through it and help me, you know, correct my mistakes and also ask me questions because what she wanted to do was not change my voice, but just help me to make sure, you know, I'm saying things in a clear, effective way. And so I was, man, I was really thankful for that. And see, sometimes along your journey, right, the pieces that you're going to need will show up if you keep going. 
And this reminds me of Erica, Erica Badu. I was listening to an interview of hers just recently, and she was saying that one of the things she doesn't know how to read music. She doesn't even know music theory. She's not a great dancer. But the thing was that she was recording and singing what was true to her. And people were able to resonate with that. And so I thought about my writing, right? I am saying the things that are true to me. And yes, I was I was having a lot of typos, but I was putting out what was true to me. And what came along was someone who could help me, you know, work on my word structure, work on my, you know, help me with my grammar, help me in the aspects that I didn't quite know yet. Because sometimes on your journey, people are going to come along to help you in a for a season. Now she agreed to do the editing all of that for a season. It wasn't going to be forever because she has her own career, she has her own thing going on. So she just said, you know, for a season. And I appreciated that fact, right? And so this happened. So I, I'm I'm going on with the newsletter. It's it's good. But still, part of me, as a lot of creators, a lot of people who are trying to take action on their dreams, we get to this space where we try to play it safe. I didn't really promote my newsletter because I was scared. I was scared that it was okay if my my family, my immediate people that I knew read my newsletter and if I had a typo it was okay if they saw it but what I was afraid of was being judged by people that I didn't know because you know you got to your family your friends you you know they gonna ride with you they gonna rock with you but a stranger man that's judgment you know they may judge you they may say oh why you man look at you you putting out this stuff and you ain't even that you know good at writing or whatever the case might be so I was worried about that. And so I did not promote it. I did not promote my newsletter. I just kept it, you know, kind of feeding off the, the people that I knew. I was in my comfort zone. I didn't want to rock that that boat. I wanted to just keep doing what was comfortable. And so I kept writing the newsletter and, and just doing that thing that was comfortable for me. And... You know, I got better with writing. And then eventually, you know, I started having to do it on my own. Now, as all of this is going on, I still have in the background of my mind of feeling like, and I know a lot of us have felt like this, like, man, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not uh, as far as I thought I would be on my journey. I'm over 40 and I still haven't figured it completely out. I'm still out here grinding. I'm still out here trying to figure this part of my creative journey out. And so as the time got closer, I'm still doing my newsletter. 
but the time got closer to the end of the year. And I didn't, I wouldn't say I, I, I got depressed, but I would say that uh, I was feeling some way. Um, and not necessarily, a, uh, I wouldn't use the word depression, but I would say that I was feeling like I had let myself down to an extent because here we are at the almost the end of this year and I'm not where I wanted to be. And all I could say to myself is like, dang, man, you know, I really blew it this time. I'm, I'm not where I wanted to be. I done brought my whole family out here. I done, you know, I'm here and I, you know, I, I told them I was going to make it. I told them I was going to do this. I told them I was going to do that. And I haven't reached. I hadn't reached where I was trying to go yet. And so I just began to question everything. And see, I think a lot of us, when we get into these peaks and valleys, we start to question things. We start to question if we are really on the right path. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in the struggling, the, the struggling artist journey. I'm not, I'm not, some people are good with struggling in their artistic career for 20 years. No, I'm not, I'm not, we got to kill that narrative. I'm good with the struggling artist. I'm trying to be a prosperous artist, not a struggling artist. So, you know, I'm really getting down, you know, I'm really thinking to myself like, man, this is not, you know, I'm not where I want to be. And I'm going to have to like pivot. I'm going to have to do something else for a little while to, you know, take care of my family. And when you have a family and as a man, you know, you want to make sure you can take, you take care of everything. You're making all these things happen. But then you're in that, that also that season of knowing that feeling like this is where you, what you're supposed to be doing. But everything is is going, not going your way right in this moment. And I had, to, I had to take a step back and really think about this whole last year. And when I thought about it, yes, in my creative spaces, I was not, I was getting things done but not on the level I thought. But I was also able to, I was also, a, I had the opportunity to pour into other people while I was on my journey to help them where they were. And that was a whole nother thing too, because I was like, man, why am I even qualified to speak into these people's lives when, I'm, when I haven't figured it out completely in my own? And so sometimes we feel like we're imposters, that imposter syndrome, because, you know, people are like, yes, you see you, they see you working, you know, you're working, but because you feel like you ain't where you thought you should be, you don't feel like you can pour into somebody else until you get it all figured out. Well, the truth is, you may just be a step ahead of that person. But being able to encourage someone else, that is going to make it more easier for when it is your season for other people to step up and encourage you. See, so don't allow the feeling of 
that imposter syndrome to stop you from pouring into people when you have an opportunity because you can pour into people from an authentic place even when you're not where you thought you should be at that moment or where you wanted to be at that moment. And so I had to tell myself that it's okay. But then I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't at that same time like, dang, you know, and, you know, I'm going to keep it real. I remember one one moment I poured into this um, this this gentleman I knew and and we had talked and I encouraged him. And then he came back and told me, like, hey, everything that we talked about happened for me at the time, exact time frame that he needed it to happen. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was I was celebrating him in that moment, but I'm thinking, I I did think to myself for a minute, but what about me? You know, here I am, I poured into him and he was able to get what he needed. But what about me? I didn't I haven't got what I what I feel I needed. And it was just a, a moment that I had to, you know, sit back and tell myself is you have to be careful in those moments because you can't envy someone you were sent to be a blessing to. Your season will come, but sometimes it's the opportunities that you take to pour into someone else that helps increase your season when it does come. It's almost like, you know, you're planting seeds in the ground and you're watering them, but you don't get to see that reward from that seed on the day one. When your season comes, the tree starts to bear fruit. That's when you you get to see a reward. Not when you when you plant it in someone else. You don't get to see that reward right away, even if they see based off of what you poured into them. You may not get to see it in the same moment. So it was just an interesting. Uh, it was just a very interesting moment for me to experience that. And, you know, because, like I said, as a man, father, husband, you want to be where you said you were going to be right at that moment. And when you're not there, it can weigh on you. And it was weighing on me. And so if you're on your creative journey and you're not where you want to be yet, it is not a... And this is something that I learned as I, w- I was going through this process is that sometimes it's not that you're on the wrong journey. It's that you need to retool and relook at how you're going about your journey. Because one of the things I looked at when I was going through and looking at my year, see, I was in the library, I was spending time reading But what I wasn't doing was taking action on what I learned. And that is what prompted this podcast. 
it was like all the information in the world won't do a dang thing for you if you don't take action on it. And I wasn't taking action. And so the podcast started as a way to push me to take action, push me to put my voice out there, push me to share other people's stories, push me to actually have to try to connect with other people. And I would like to say that uh, when I first had the idea, I ran with it. But no, I didn't. I, I, I let it bake around in my mind for two, three months before I started the first episode, before I put out the first episode of the podcast. Because, again, I was sitting there not taking action, even though I knew what to do. I didn't exactly know how to upload and record a podcast, but I knew I could figure it out. And sometimes we we get so down on ourselves for what we haven't done that we ignore what we could do. And that's what I was doing. I was ignoring what I could do because of what I hadn't done. And since that time period, I have started taking action in my life. And do I, can I sit here and say everything's been perfect? Absolutely not. I've, I've still had some, some time, some moments, even this podcast, recording this podcast today. This was a chore for me because part of me was frustrated about, you know, the last time I tried to record my, the, the equipment, this equipment that I was using wasn't working correctly. And so I had to scrap the podcast that was supposed to be aired today because my equipment wasn't working right. And, you know, but these things happen along the journey. And I told myself, instead of giving up and not doing what I know I should do, I'm going to go ahead and still put this pot and get it's it's 10 24 at night i'm still gonna finish this podcast and put it out because it's important that when you're when you're on your journey you have to keep going keep being consistent keep showing up and that's what i'm i'm doing and you're still going to have these moments where you're not sure. I, I was, I, yesterday I went up to a gentleman and asked him to come on a podcast. He will probably be the biggest podcast guest that I have had so far to this date. No disrespect to anybody else, but it's, it's a different, this is a different, type of situation and I have not called him to confirm and schedule our podcast date because I was struggling with the feeling of being unworthy or thinking I'm unworthy of him coming on because you know my podcast platform isn't 
I'm still new. My podcast platform isn't that big. I don't have a budget. I don't have these things. And I don't have this and I have that. You know what I told myself? I said, you know what? You can come up with any excuse in your world for why you shouldn't do. Why you shouldn't call them. Why you shouldn't get them scheduled. But you know what? You're still going to be, you'll, you'll be unhappy and unsatisfied if you don't get it done. And so I told myself, you know what? I'm going to call them tomorrow and I'm going to get them scheduled. Because what would I look like having a podcast called Action Only when I'm afraid to take action? Even when I know I should. I'm going to end the podcast with this. What you need, what I need What we all need is to remember that we are enough and that we can achieve the thing that we are after. Even if it changes what it looks like along the way, if we are willing to not only do the work, but put out the work because I wrote a post about this today. So many of us, so many people love to share pictures because we know pictures are safe. You take the right picture at the right angle. Oh, people are going to like it. But when you come and you share what you what, what fuels you inside, what, what burns on the inside, what gives you real life, you create the thing that you create when no one else is watching. When you share that, well, You might be rejected. People might not mess with it like they mess with your pictures. But what I want to do is encourage you right now to still put it out. Because that is a space of vulnerability. And vulnerability creates freedom. And when we're free, we can create the things that we see We can allow our imaginations to run. We can allow the things that we want to come to life. But see, when we're always chasing vanity on social media, trying to get the perfect picture to make sure everybody um, likes the picture we posted, then we're missing out on the beautiful, the beauty in life. And instead, what happens is we are cuffed to their comments and cuff to the vanity of it all. So I hope this podcast resonated with you today. Again, my name is Jalal Wilson with the Action Only Podcast, and I'm gone.